you have since rejected the findings by the acting public protects, at least in her preliminary report. What, why have you rejected these findings? What are perhaps uh, some of the issues that you, you take exception to here? We take a particular exception to the fact that we think Kaleka uh, is basically reiterating and reaffirming what Sri Ramaphosa has been saying in the public domain without any definitive or meaningful scrutiny. So for her to say that Sir uh, Ramaphosa reported the case legitimately when he spoke to a lone police official who was in his in the name of Wali Roda is patently false because Wali Roda does not constitute a law enforcement agency. That's number one. Number two, to reaffirm Sir Ramaphosa's basic strategy of allowing his employees to commit criminal acts on his behalf so that once he's caught and exposed, he's able to have plausible deniability of those crimes. So her report credits that uh, the illegal and rogue investigation in recovering the illicit money which was trafficked into South Africa and stashed in these matters in so far in Palapala Farm. states that Wally Roda conducted an illegal investigation, which of course uh, we know constitutes the uh, use of communication interceptors, it constitutes communicating with Namibian police authorities and the president, even through his advisor, Pichani Chowuka, could not have happened without a direct instruction from Sir Ramaphosa himself. So those people operate under the directives and oversight of Sir Ramaphosa. And for us, for the, in fact, for the advocates to try and suggest that those people operated on their own and uh, he can deny being part and parcel of that process, it's illogical, and uh, we think that Kaleka is simply affirming the utterances that Ramaphosa has made in the public domain, and uh, we shouldn't have expected much because it took her nine months to produce a report that is basically reiterating what Ramaphosa has said in the public domain in terms of denying his responsibility in regard to the crimes at Palapala Farm, and uh, we rejected on that basis primarily. She's just reiterating what he has said. She has not conducted a thorough investigation, and she's contradicting the Palestine Reserve Bank and of course the Section 89 Panel report conducted by Chief Justice Now, of course, now it isn't implausible that all of these investigations or processes may, of course, come to different conclusions here, even though one would expect that they're working with very similar information, if not the same information in some cases here. We know, of course, how the Section 89 process in Parliament played out here. What, in your view, are the implications here, especially with the conversation? Conversation also around the fact that the foreign currency wasn't wasn't declared here. But then, of course, you also um, heard uh, um, the, the Commissioner of SARS as well coming out to say that uh, that the president is is compliant in terms of his tax affairs. What do you make of, of the of the different the different conversations here that are at play? I think that's a reflection a reflection on the compromise of the institutions of South Africa in terms of law enforcement and financial affairs. Because if SARS is able to say that the money, the 580,000 U.S. dollars, was not declared by Hazim Mustafa, who claims to have declared them at four times, he said that he had declared them far says he has no record of that. And then how does SARS reach a conclusion that Kermaphosa is tax compliant when he has kept money on his farm that was not declared on his arrival in terms of South African laws? How do they make that confirmation? Because if it wasn't declared at our time, did Sir Ramaphosa declare it after he received it? And if he did, did he declare its origin? Because if Ramaphosa declared the origin of that money, which is not declared all the time, then that must raise a red flag in terms of the financial laws of South Africa. And 
We are concerned because we feel like the public professor's office is compromised. We feel like it is a part and parcel of an attempt to cover up the current crimes that are carried by Palafam because our institutions are not speaking the same language. That must be concerning to us. If the section is non-parallel found that Sulaiman Porter might have breached the Executive Ethics Members Act, might have violated the Constitution of South Africa, they have valid basis to do so. So how does the public protector reach the conclusion she has made, which are at odds with the Section 89 parallel final findings? And what does it take her nine months to make the recommendation she has made as well? Mm-hmm. So we're concerned that our institutions might be compromised. We're concerned that they're not speaking the same language. The Southern Reserve Bank, in response to the EFF letter asking whether there was money declared to it, wrote that it was asked Ramaphosa to clarify as to where this money came from, basically reflecting on the fact that they have no knowledge of it. Sarah says they have no knowledge of 580,000 US dollars entering South Africa. And then out of the blue and in, like completely in contradiction to these institutions, the public protector says Ramaphosa is no wrongdoing that he has committed. We must blame it on his employees. So it's concerning for us, but of course we have to to continue to pursue the matter. Just finally, um, Sinao, um, we, we know there is the uh, march that you have planned for the 20th of March, March, but is there any other action that is planned from the EFF side as a result of what we now know, anticipate um, to come in the Public Protector's final report? Yes, with regard to the report, of course, we're still looking at it. We've consulted uh, our legal team to see how we can move forward. Of course, we're looking to the speaker to request an ad hoc committee to be established to investigate Palapala Farm, we want access to Palapala Farm, we want to be able to visit the site, we want to be able to interview the employees that have committed these crimes on behalf of Ramaphosa. And uh, we have also applied to the Constitutional Court to review the secret ballot vote that happened on the 6th of December, which quashed the establishment of the Section 89 Penal Committee of Impeachment. And uh, we have applied to be an intervening party in the Constitutional Court. Of course, Ramaphosa was dismissed at the Constitutional Court in terms of his application for direct access to review the report in Palapala Farm. Mm-hmm. So we're approaching multiple mechanisms legally and uh, legislatively to ensure that Ramaphosa is held accountable. But on the 20th of March, we'll be on the ticket lines, we'll be on the street demanding the resignation of Ramaphosa because right. it's part and parcel of undermining the economy of South Africa and destroying our country. Now, Tambo, spokesperson of the Economic Freedom Fighters. To now welcome advocate Paul Hoffman, who is a director at Accountability. Now, your your immediate thoughts, really, just from what uh, you now know from the preliminary report, and maybe if if you can also just comment on a point uh, made by the spokesperson of the EFF that it it should uh, concern us here that you have um, different institutions saying different things on on the same matter here. Do you, do you agree with, with that view? Uh, perhaps some may say it also shows how these institutions are, in fact, independent from, from each other? I think the first point that needs to be made is that what we have after a nine-month gestation period is a preliminary report from the Office of the Public Protector. Why it should take nine months is a complete mystery to me. And why, if it is meant to be a confidential preliminary report, it has been leaked into the public domain, is also something that requires inquiry Mm. from the the public and from institutions who uh, expect the public protector to preserve the confidentiality. But the cat is out of the bag. 
Everybody is talking about the preliminary report. We must bear in mind that it is preliminary and that there is an opportunity for all interested parties to examine the uh, the findings and the thought processes that went into the findings and to get to the uh, the bottom of this uh, entire saga it goes right back to president ramaphosa's undertaking that he would put his business interests into a blind trust when he uh, took over in uh, in as as deputy president let alone as president it appears that that has not been done in relation to his farming activities, both with the Ancola cattle and uh, in, with with buffalo. And even today, it's not entirely clear to me whether buffalo <laughs> or cattle were sold to the Sudanese mm. businessman who appears to have brought the money into the country without declaring it. Now, I heard the EFF making much of, of that point but it is not the, uh, the the function or the uh, responsibility of the the president to inquire as to the legality of the um, dollars that were proffered to him. What he did have to do was bank them within 30 days. Now, the theft occurred more than 30 days after the money was paid, so quite clearly mm. uh, that... Uh, reserve bank aspect of the matter, which is really a very simple inquiry. Dear Reserve Bank, was this money banked within uh, 30 days? And that aspect has not been dealt with at all mm. in the report, and mm. it is a possible uh, Achilles heel in the entire she also says, um, advocate, that uh, the president uh, played no role in the transaction between the farm employee Sylvester Ndlovo and Mustafa Hazim. I mean, how how possible is, is this, right? You, we, we're talking a significant amount of money here, um, and 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 essentially here she's saying that uh, well, well, he had he had no involvement in this. I mean, how, how plausible is this? Uh, look, the. the, the on, on the president's version, the closed corporation that did the deal is his. He is the sole member of that closed corporation. So even if he has said to his staff, you are entitled to sell my game or my cattle uh, at at least X dollars or X rant per head, he is involved because he's given them the mandate to do that. So... I don't think that that part of the report will survive scrutiny on review, and I think we can take it as a racing certainty that if the final report, which is still awaited um, of the public protector, is one that exonerates everybody or just throws Mr. Wally Ruder under the bus, which mm. is clear what has happened here, then uh, the, 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 the court reviewing the report will uh, will not say that uh, the president had nothing to mm. do with it. It's possible that he, he was out of the country and that he did not directly negotiate with the uh, the buyer of of the uh, of the livestock. but whether or not that happened, it was done on his watch as president 
And as president, he is obliged to avoid situations in which there is a risk of a conflict of interest, not a conflict of interest, a risk of a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. And by continuing with his farming operations, instead of putting them into a blind trust, as he did with the, with um, his uh, business operations, his uh, commercial uh, non-farming operations, uh, he he is in in uh, in jeopardy of found mm. of of being found to be in breach mm. of his constitutional obligation to avoid a um, a risk mm. of a conflict of interest. The other weakness is that the public protector does not appear to have looked at the current. Uh, version of Section 34 of PRECA, that's the Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activities Act. That section creates a crime for people who know about something odd going on, mm. uh, where more than a hundred thousand rand is going uh, is, is is involved, uh, giving them an obligation to report the matter to the hawks, not to the police, to the hawks. The Hawks is a specialized priority crimes body that clearly Parliament regards as more trustworthy than the mm. police. Mm. And the old version of the Act, which says reported to the police, has been amended by Parliament mm. uh, with the signature of uh, the President on it at the time of the amendment. And it says report uh, the theft of more than a hundred thousand rands worth of dollars to the hawks that on any version of the facts has not been done the person whose responsibility it is to do that is the authorized sure. representative of the victim of the crime and that is no other than Cyril Ramaphosa. It's not anybody else. Advocate Paul Hoffman, Director at Accountability Now.